0: Okay, folks, welcome to the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Today's episode, as always, Chiefs' full recap of their uh, last game, which happened to have been Sunday night. Football last night um, on NBC. Today is October 11th, and the Chiefs lose to the Bills 38-20. to um, it was never really close um, besides being 0-0. Um, it was a game that just – nothing. It, it looked like nothing was going to go right the entire time. Like last night was the first game, in my opinion, that I have felt hopeless as a Chiefs fan in the Mahomes era it seemed like there was just absolutely no way we could win that game. There was going to be no Chiefs magic last night, and and that's truly how I felt. I actually thought that somehow, some way, and this might have been my uh, naiveness as a Chiefs fan. I thought that the lightning delay was the best thing that could have happened to the Chiefs last night uh, because at that point the game was still in reach. And they came out right after halftime. Bills got the ball and the defense did exactly what they needed. And honestly, it sounds crazy to say this, but in retrospect, maybe that was a game that it, it was just completely almost on our offense. I mean, the defense for now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to sit here and say that our defense played well. But there were times where the defense made a bit of an opportunity, a bit of a window, a bit of a crack in the door, if you will, for the Chiefs' offense to kind of come back. And with my opening remarks, I'd like to bring on my buddy, Johnny Rowe. Johnny, how are you, buddy?
1: Hey, Chandler. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. First and foremost, um, the Chiefs just aren't that good. I mean, that's really what it is. And I, I said this on previous podcasts, like they're just not the best team in the AFC. So I don't know if that makes this like, I don't know if easier is the right word, but like my expectations are set. From the start of that game yesterday, it just looked ugly. The Chiefs had a 17 play drive and just got three points out of it. And they were lucky to get three points out of it. I mean, you know, across the NFL as a whole the ref show has been fucking ridiculous. Like the absolute, you know, what, are there any other sports that the refs are so involved? Like I know the, like basketball, right. But there are so many loose interpretations of the rules right now in our foot in football Yeah, that it's just, I mean, every single time there's an incomplete incomplete pass, I'm like flag. I'm just waiting for it. Right. Every time there's, you know, uh, there was a point in the game where uh, Josh Allen threw a pick to Rashad Fenton and it was on third and 17 and the play before the refs called an, a horrible holding call on Mitch Morse, which wasn't holding. And then the very next play, they call roughing the passer on Frank Clark, which was not roughing the passer, mm-hmm. you know, but as soon as the ball was released, I knew there was going to be a flag. Like I said, there's going to be a flag. And Emily was like, no, he picked it off. No, there's going to be a flag. And of course the little yellow mark comes up on the screen. So Chandler, you know, all in all, this is just not a very good chiefs team. And we really need to tamper our expectations going forward. Now, like the chiefs are still going to win games. I expect the chiefs to go to the playoffs, but this is not the chiefs of the last two years. It's just not.
0: No, no. And, uh, I agree. I think the Chiefs. Uh, I think you, I think the Chiefs will be favored uh, to win this weekend against Washington. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that our expectations and they they were probably no they were too high, but rightfully so. I didn't think the defense was going to be this bad. This defense, it like, at, last night our offense didn't come ready to play, but like. That was one game, dude. Like, defense, you got to start pulling some sort of weight. And, Johnny, quick question. Did I miss something during the week? I had to have missed something during the week about Chris Jones. I did not know that was going
1: on. Yeah, he, he didn't practice at all during the week. And um, typically with Andy Reid, since, since he's been the coach of the Chiefs, it's extremely rare if a guy doesn't practice during the week him to play on Sunday. Like the the typically typically what you'd like to see is for a player to be, you know, if he if he doesn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday, to be at least be limited on Friday. And they they, they, that gives them a chance to play on Sunday. And Chris Jones did not practice all week and was inactive.
0: Okay. Well well that makes me feel a little bit better because when I heard the news last night, I was shocked. But that's just kind of on me. But I mean where is our defensive line, dude? Where are they? They are non-existent. I know that the Bills have a good offensive line, but like that good? I mean, Josh Allen was painting pictures back there, literally. Like, we can sit here and, and we've already addressed this, but we're going to have to address it if it keeps getting this bad. Like, our secondary stinks, but a lot of it has to do with our defensive line. Because it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. They have all day to throw against this defense right now. And Josh Allen, who clearly is coming to a league of his own right now. uh, He's too good. I mean, Jalen Hurts the week before still went off against us. We were just, we were just a better team last week. We can't do that anymore. And it starts up front on both sides of the football. Our offensive line, I thought, did okay last night. But our defensive line's bad. And my point is, we, We haven't seen Chris Jones and Frank Clark play together yet really this year. And so maybe they come back. But what did Frank Clark do last night that impressed you at all? He looked soft. His pass rush. I mean, he did the same move every time. I didn't see any variation no matter what side he lined up. I mean, hell, right now I think Mike Dana is a better defensive end than Frank Clark. And he, I don't want to say it, is kind of the S word. He kind of stinks.
1: All right, Jan. So Frank Clark played 47 snaps last night. That's 82%. Um, That's the most of any defensive end the Chiefs have. Frank Clark had one solo tackle and one assist last night. He was involved in that roughing the passer that I mentioned earlier. Frank Clark now has, he's played in two games. He has four tackles on the year, which is the same amount of tackles as your special teams player, Marcus Kemp. Frank Clark sucks, and he's the third highest paid defensive player in the league. He's just not the same player. It's a, it's a, a, a miss by Brett Veach, and frankly, I don't see how it gets better with the addition of Jones. They actually did play together uh, against the Ravens, and the Ravens scored 36 points on the Chiefs and went crazy. So um, that, that, that is alarming. Josh Allen did have all day back there. Another stat for you. He had 15 completions, 15 for 315 yards. He averaged 21 yards per completion. And it is directly attributed to lack of pressure up front. We saw what happened. Like Josh Allen was pressured two times that I remember all night. One, the third and 17 interception where he forced the ball downfield, like a kind of like an arm punt, but it was a roughing the passer. And the one before earlier in the game, when after Byron Pringle fumbles the kickoff, Josh Allen has a terrible intentional grounding off of a corner blitz. And when you pressure the guy, he is prone to making those mistakes. And, um, the chiefs just couldn't do it up front. You know, the bills rushed with four all game. The chiefs just couldn't, the chiefs couldn't generate anything with their front four guys. Jaron Reed, a guy who we mentioned last week for being terrible and a waste of money. Um, He had a season-low 27 snaps last night. He had less snaps than Tershawn Wharton, an undrafted player out of Missouri S&T, and Derek Nottie, a zero technique. So Jaron Reed stinks, and the entire defensive line stinks. I I, I don't remember hearing Alex Okafor's name. No. Anyone, really, on the defensive line. So (laughs) you combine that with slow linebackers, Remember one play when Anthony Hitchens was his back was to the line of scrimmage and the running back got like 30, 40 yards. Uh, you're just your front seven is terrible and it's just showing. And then, you know, our boy Sorensen in the back had probably mm. the worst game I've ever seen for a defensive back. I've ever, that I've ever seen. I mean, it that was what, that I've ever seen Chandler. I'm not, and I know it's, it's fresh, but I've seen like Philip Gaines play for the chiefs. I've seen Marcus Cooper get flamed on the Chiefs. I've seen Ron Parker. I've seen Ron Parker get fucking torched on the Chiefs defense. I've never seen what I've seen, what I saw from Daniel Sorensen last night.
0: Ever. No, and, and quite frankly, they weren't doing anything crazy to him. I mean, I'm not saying that I can guard Stephon Diggs and not a lot of people can, but like he, he, he kind of gave Sorensen a little bit of a move, but dude, he kind of just ran by him and Sorensen took this massive circle to flip his hips and get back around by that. I mean, or was it Emmanuel Sanders who caught that touchdown? Was this the Sanders? It was okay. Sorry. Sorry. Emmanuel Sanders, but he just totally torched him. I mean, these guys, he's just not good. I just do not get it. And now I, I actually thought last year that he was a decent tackler, like regardless of, if he was getting burned or not, like I thought he would get people to the ground. He can't tackle it all, dude. He cannot tackle anybody. And it is just sad. And how can we not find somebody better?
1: I don't know. I, I, it doesn't make any sense. It, re, it really doesn't, Chandler, because we've talked on, on this podcast before about like him and Neiman, right? Like these guys might watch all the film, be perfect locker room guys, amazing teammates, know the scheme, like the back of their hand, know exactly where to be all the time. And that would be the reason that they play all the snaps o- over somebody who's more athletic than them. But that, that's not the case. Daniel Sorensen is missing. I mean, not even close on some of these tackles. Like it's, no. it's, it's, not, it's totally, it's unprofessional. It's amateur looking. His coverage is, is terrible. And he logged 100% of the snaps last night. Daniel Sorensen played 100% of the snaps last night. How does that guy One, play every snap? After seeing what he had been – so Steve Spagnuolo, after seeing what he had been doing on the field the entire game, continued to stick with Daniel Sorensen. Like, look, like there's this coaching philosophy, stick with your guys. Like, you want the coach to have your back. I mean, bro, this guy is just sorry out there. You've got to do better, Coach Spagnuolo. How how is Juan Thornhill getting – and I don't know. Maybe Juan Thornhill is not this godsend maybe one Thornhill's rookie year was a fluke when he was on his way to being a pro bowl and all pro, pro player. Like, but there is no way he would put you in a worse position than Daniel Sorensen. There is no way. Like is one Thornhill, like running a drug ring in the locker room? Like what, you know, what would be the reason that he would not be getting more snaps than Daniel Sorensen, Daniel Snor- Sorensen, like I said, had the worst game that I think I've ever seen. There is no way that the team is going to grade him to have a passing grade of the, in that game. So, how can you justify him getting 100% of the snaps and Sorensen only, uh, and, and, and Juan Thorne only getting 44% of the snaps? It doesn't make any sense.
0: And the thing is, dude, it to, uh, to add on to your what doesn't make sense, it's each week and yet he's going back out there for 100% more. Like, it's one thing to not change it in the game. Like, if it's your guy for the game, roll with him, I guess. I'm not that kind of guy. Maybe Spagnolo is. Whatever. But, okay, new week, new opportunity. Fuck, roll someone else out there, dude. It can't be worse. Like, there's no way that Juan Thornhill is less athletic and, and not as fast than Dale Swanson, like you said. So it's like, just try it for a week. I'm fine with getting Sorensen in there, but 100% like the only person that should play 100% of the snaps is Patrick Mahomes <laughs> uh, on the entire team and, well, and like in the, the offensive line, the offensive right. line, too. Right.
1: Well, like, but where is our, like, is Armani Watts, like, if, if, if this Spagnolo around the team all day. So, like, if Sorensen is your best option back there, which but you know by the way, why is he ever playing single you know as your single high safety or your free safety your you know Daniel Sorensen is like a, a linebacker and an uneth you know small undersized linebacker at that so I don't know yeah. why he's ever like your center field player and it doesn't make any sense but like if, if he's getting a hundred percent of the snaps, then the team just thinks that Thornhill Armani Watts that these guys stink you know one of the, the team was really excited about a guy named Devin Key, Devon Key, in preseason, and he got torched in preseason. It, this guy has – give this guy a shot. I, I can't imagine I, – I don't know how Sorensen is still getting 100% of the snaps. And one other thing, too, there's one safety we haven't really been talking about is, is, is Tyron Matthew. Now, I know, I mean, if, if Sorensen is on the field, why would you ever throw the ball at Tyron Matthew, the guy Tyron, Tyron Matthew's guarding? You know, just mm-hmm. throw it at Sorensen's guy. That that makes all the sense in the world. I I I'm getting a little tired of Tyron showing up some of his teammates on the field. Like I'm I'm like kind of halfway joking about that. Like there's way bigger issues, but like all year Tyron Matthew is there's shots of him like putting his hands on his helmet, yeah. his hands in the air, like. Look, I know that he's frustrated, but like stuff like that can be infectious to a defense, too. So, like, the team needs to just – I don't know if this defense is going to be better if they just remove Sorensen, like, as a whole, but it can't be worse. And,
0: and I thought that Tyron – and, and I, I like that you brought that up because that is true. Like, like, regardless of how you're playing on the field, and I've been on some teams that have gone through struggles – Like you see what your teammates do and say about you, and like you're a human being. Like it it affects you. Like no matter how, no matter what you do, like you can be a football player, you can be the toughest guy in the world, but like, dude, you want to make your boys proud. And like when you see, especially your leader, like clearly showing you up, it's like that they need to have. I think they need to have a team meeting or something. Get these guys all together. Say, look, we can put our back against the wall. Let's go out there. We got each other. Let's just go play. And maybe that'll change the season around. But there's also something to say that I thought Tyron Matthew was like that good center field ball hawking safety. And there's a reason why he's not playing that role and Sorensen's getting burned. So would you do better, Tyron? Would you do better? Because I have a feeling Emmanuel Sanders could break you off, too. Real quick, and to for you to throw your hands up in the air and throw a fit because your teammates are getting beat. Well, why aren't you doing it then?
1: It's got to be better. Uh, I mean, dude, that one Sorensen so Sorensen gets beaten over the top on a, uh, a sting route by Stefan Diggs. I mean, he just juked him out of his shoes. Why is Sorensen on Stefan Diggs? Like, I don't, I don't, like, there has, there have got to be repeated blown assignments on this defense. And you couple that with missed tackling, it's just going to be a disaster. Again, last night, the Bills were running tempo on the Chiefs. And again, for the fourth week, for the fifth week in a row, tempo has gotten the Chiefs. Why is that not getting fixed? Why is this stuff not getting fixed? You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, the team meeting. There, I don't know if you know who this is, but there is a he's passed now, unfortunately, but his name was Therese Paler. He used to write for the Kansas yeah, City I Star. You know, Therese.
0: I knew him before his uh, passing, mm-hmm. um, and then I really obviously knew him after that, which is always messed up. But I've yeah. heard nothing but great things about him, and he was a good jur- journalist, right?
1: Great. Like, he was just a great reporter. Yeah, less of a journalist because journalists are pretty opinionated. He was more of a reporter and then he had his own podcast where he gave some opinion. And and what I'm getting at is one of his things was he would talk about, oh, man, this team's having the season from hell. And one of the stages in the season from hell is when the team's got to have a team meeting, closed doors. And I cannot fucking believe that you're, you're saying this. I can see it. This Chiefs team is on their way to the season from hell. They're on their way, and I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm not, just compare this to what we've been used to the last two, three years as Chiefs fans. Like, it is, the team is not in a good state right now, right? Mm-hmm. So we're on our way to this, like, closed-door, meet players-only meeting, which is one of the stages in the, in the season from hell. I'm really thankful that you kind of have a get-right game here, like, coming up. The Chiefs yep. play yep. Washington, who's, they're not very good. Now they have a, their pass rush is awesome. Um, it's supposed um, to be awesome. It's supposed to be awesome. It, it hasn't been performing, but right. you know, Taylor Heineke is probably going to be their quarterback again this week. And I'm not scared of him. So you could have a get right game here, but, but you know, if, if you don't, like if you show up at like you kind of did against the Eagles, you could be going down a bad path here. You know, you have Patrick Mahomes with, six interceptions on the year matching his entire total from last year already. He only had five the year before that. So he's making uncharacteristic turnovers, kind of playing casual, casually, um, forcing things. It's just, it just doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes. You have Travis Kelsey, obviously frustrated. You have Tyreek Hill who had two blatant drops last night. um, your leading, your leading receiver last night was McCole Hardman. You know, like, what yeah. the hell's going on? This team is just – thankfully, Andy Reid, your head coach, he has been around a long time. But we are really teetering on the season from hell here. Yep. you got to take care of business coming up against Washington because then you have some favorable games. Like, they play Tennessee coming up. They play the Giants. Chiefs could really win three games in a row, but if they really don't take care of business here coming off of this embarrassing ass-kicking, and I, when I say embarrassing, I mean this team should be totally embarrassed. Yep, yeah. you, you, could, you could be looking bad here, Jen.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, the Bills, I, I think I believed it. I just wasn't going to admit it, that they were the best team in the AFC before last night. I mean, I think they clearly are now. I mean, give respect where it's due. They went on the road and just completely bullied us. So – I don't really know what my defense would be against that. But um, it's it's funny you mentioned, Pat, being around a locker room, like you know which side of the ball is better. The whole team knows. And I think most of his interceptions, I mean, I think he feels like he's got to do it all and he just needs to kind of maybe take a step back. And, and to hit on your Travis Kelsey point, like he – and I, I know he's frustrated, but, like, what do you think they're going to do? Like, they're going to try to beat you up. Like, they're not – teams definitely pick to take away Travis. I mean, it's, it's obvious that they have to do that. And so, like, it's going to be tougher to get him the ball. And, and the teams can – they feel like they can, like, hover Travis more – hover over him more because, f- quite frankly, Johnny, our, our skill positions players just aren't good enough our receivers just are not good enough i love tyreek to death but i i don't i don't say this to be mean i think he's a a freak athlete definitely one of the fastest people in the nfl but speed People just get faster and faster as the years go on. I mean, he he's not getting the same separation, and teams just aren't really going to let him just run deep. Like they're going to play farther back. The Bills did it last night. They played a bunch of too high safeties. Like Tyreek's going to have to make those catches, like you've been talking about, and he has been dropping a few this this year so far, Johnny. And I I love Tyreek Hill. I'm glad that he's a chief. I'm glad we don't have to defend him. Thank God, especially with our defense. And but it's a combination of he can't be the only one and he needs to be better because I don't think he's playing at a level that even he would be okay with. Cause I don't see, and obviously it's off the back against the Eagles, but I mean, that was his first big game of the year, unless I'm incorrect. Right. Which one against Philly last week.
1: Well, he went off against the Browns week one.
0: Okay. Look, I
1: I, I know where you're getting at. He needs to be more consistent. That's where it's getting frustrating with Tyreek Hill. He's an amazing player, but it's like he's got to get it going early, or it just doesn't really come together like you want. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I, dude, he is. Don't don't hear what we're not saying, folks. Like this guy is amazing.
0: Yes, but I love Tyreek. I literally love him.
1: There are just, he leaves you wanting more sometimes because you lose this consistency. You know, how is he dropping some of these balls? They are right in his hands. The pick six, now I think he was going to get tackled short of the line to gain, but how are you dropping the pick six? It was right in your hands. The, the, The very first drive of the game, it was like a third and long, third and 12 or something like that, maybe longer than that, but he's right at the sticks in the middle of the field, doesn't get hit, and drops the ball. Against the um, against the Chargers at the end of that game, Chiefs were trying to come down and, t- and tie the game. They had a few seconds left. Mahomes throws the ball way deep down the field. Tyreek just drops it. The drops are annoying. The team had a bunch of uncharacteristic drops last night. And look, man, there are a lot of frustrations with the Chiefs. But your point about the Bills was my favorite one that you just made there. Like they are the best team in the league. They got their ass kicked by the Chiefs in the playoffs last year, and they only got better. Mm-hmm. And they, they've been thinking about that loss since that game last year. And they came in with a vengeance last night and took it to the chiefs for 60 minutes. And the reason they're the best team is because when they're put in positions, they don't make their schedule, but the last three weeks, the narrative around the bills has been, Oh, they haven't played anybody. They played, you know, they played Miami with a backup quarterback. They played Taylor Heineke in Washington. They played Davis mills, but you know what they did? They beat Miami 35, nothing. They beat Washington forty-three to twenty-one, and they beat Houston forty to nothing. You know what the Chiefs do when they play when they play bad teams, Chan? They let them hang around. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs don't ever put teams away, and the Bills put these teams away, and that's why they're the best team in the AFC.
0: Yeah, I'm going to make one more point, um, and then and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I just want to allude one more thing to our offense. Um, I am sick and tired of the cute little motion plays and, and the underhand shovel pass it in it, specifically last night, when all three of those guys were under center, it's like, they're just doing things that don't need to be done. Like literally why did Tyree kill run up behind the center? Why did Travis run up behind the center for Patrick the, the, to then get up under center and just run a play action pass? Why don't we just run up, line up and run the pass? Because I'm telling you right now, when you're losing games like this, like there's nothing better than winning. So who cares how good the play looks? If you're going to just ultimately run a play, just run the fucking play. If you want Travis to take the snap, then let Travis take the snap. I- I'm fine with that. But quit. what is that doing to a defense? They didn't do anything. Yes, I know we scored a touchdown on it. But it wasn't like it was because of the play design. Patrick rolled out right for three or four seconds and Byron Pringle had to make a second route on his original route to get open. So it's not like it was some elaboration of some amazing X's and O's play. Like it just was window dressing that really did nothing. Um, and it just pissed me off. It really just pissed me off. So I had to get that off my chest.
1: I'm glad you did. That's a great point. I'll make my last point here in we can wrap up it. You're so right. And I'm glad you said that because they do all that window dressing and the play, the play didn't work. It looked like the play was supposed to go to Clyde or whoever yeah. the back was coming out and it wasn't there. So Pringle goes around, around, uh, along the back of the end zone and he had to double back to make the catch And Mahomes Just made a really good play. So yeah, the, the, the cute plays are annoying. I don't understand why our offense isn't adapting better. Um, you know, they scored, you know, Mahomes had five touchdowns against the Eagles, but the Eagles stink. They, they have a horrible defense. So I'm not really, that's not my, 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 uh, I'm not gauging my opinion based off of that. So they need to get better. Final point that I'll make is I need to see more from Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. You know, you watch so, you watch so much of other quarterbacks. Tom Brady is 44 years old and shredding the league in the pocket. Mahomes is so quick to bail on, on, on pockets. And a lot of time I'm, I'm seeing some clean pockets. And he's, and he's bailing. So I think Mahomes, and he will. I mean, come on. The guy has never not been to the AFC championship game. Last night, he didn't have his best game. He was throwing the ball into the dirt a lot of the time, but he'll, he'll get better. I challenge the team to challenge Mahomes to stay in the pocket more. You know, I, so many times I see like other quarterbacks, they'll drop back and they'll fire it to their first read. I don't see Mahomes hitting and hitting his first read that much. Um, so I want to see, I want to see more there and, and our teams taking away the first three, which is obviously, obviously Travis or Tyreek. Yeah, probably, but I'd like to see some more consistency there in the pocket from Mahomes and hopefully they can do that again next week, um, against Washington.
0: Yeah, that's a great final point. Um, ultimately he, if, if our defense is going to be that bad, he, I, I know that it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot to ask, but I mean, we're paying a half a billion. Like you've got to do it. You have got to do it. And I believe in Patrick. I will never give up on him. I think he's an amazing quarterback. But yes, um, he he just has to play better. And and I think there's, and I think he really is. I think he's got the right mindset to do that. And it's just not happening right now. And and you're we're crazy to think that he wasn't going to have this at some point in his career. It's crazy. Brady's gone through tough patches. Peyton Manning went through tough matches. All, and the list goes on and on, so uh, he'll figure it out. And and going ahead to Washington, like you said, Johnny earlier, I think it's a great bounce back opportunity. It kind of this kind of feels like what was it? Was it the Ravens and then we played Philly, or was it, oh no, it was the Chargers and then we played Philly and again? Another really good team followed by a team that the Chiefs are definitely roster better than. They've got to go to the East coast and take care of business and they have to do it early. They've got to get out on a good note to begin the game and don't even let a team like the football team hang around. Um, and, and what a way to build confidence for the defense. And, and hopefully the season is not over folks at all. It's not in a good spot. We need to get we need to just forget about AFC West title. It's not going to be us this year. I can't imagine. We're not going to have home field for the playoffs. We're going to have to go on the road. Johnny and I were talking about this off air. You guys might call us crazy. We believe, and I fully believe, and and I think Arrowhead Stadium is too fun for the other teams to play in. It's too ruck, it's too like college. Everyone loves college atmosphere stadiums. It's the tailgating, it's the smell in the air, it's different. I've been to some NFL games at different stadiums and they're just a little bit more corporate. It's just not the same. Arrowhead is like real authentic fans. And Buffalo, that's the same way. Buffalo's not coming to Arrowhead intimidated by that. They play in that every single week just a different way. So I'm not, I'm not saying the home field advantage doesn't matter, but I think Arrowhead's almost too good because it's like the opponents like them or like playing there too much. And uh, so let's get ready to go win the win the playoffs on the road. People forget last year Tampa Bay played in the uh, wild card game, I believe, uh, and I was also in Washington, and they won the Super Bowl. So. We don't have to be fifteen and two to do amazing things to end the year, Johnny. It just doesn't have to happen. And with that, we're on to Washington. It felt really good to digest this game with you tonight, Roe. How are you feeling after the pod, buddy?
1: Feeling good, man. Come on. We love the Chiefs and we know that they're not playing their best football right now. And you'd have to think a team with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill could get will get better as they go. So um Got to have confidence, but like I said, you gotta you got to perform this week against Washington, and if you don't, this could be the season from hell. Yep.
0: All right, buddy. That was the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, and our guest, Johnny Rowe. Thanks for stopping by, my guy. See you, dude. We're out.